Oh, did Emma tell you yesterday we saw Ricky from the Kaiser Chiefs again on our again? walk? Yeah. Wow. I think I figured out where he lives because I walked past a place today that had very loud music that I assume is the kind of music that he would like. Where does Ricky from the Kaiser Chiefs live? I think he lives off Mount Pleasant. Oh no, Mount View Road. Is that what it's called? Mm. The nice one that runs along the top of the green bit that has the hatches in it that looks like it's some kind of underground layer. Yeah, that seems like the type of place that he would live because it's quite a nice road, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and you know what the grassy thing is, don't you? No, I don't know. It's, you know what it's it is. a reservoir. Is it? Yeah, ah. and there's another one up at Dartmouth Park uh, Hill. Okay. You know that secret park that no one knows about? Yes, that you told me about and I meant to walk past and then I think it snowed the day that I was going to walk up that way, so I haven't been. Ah, no, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's All right. a great view of London, like the whole of it. So visit there when you can. Nice. Anyway, do you know about um, poo doping? Remember one of our friends uh, said that we should do a podcast about this? Oh, I think I probably erased it from my mind because it has the word poo in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Foz. And I'm Becca. And this is a podcast where two friends gather on the sofa to talk about things that people don't really talk about that much. Welcome to Under the Rug. Right, we're on to episode 11 now. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like a, a little filler episode uh, with, with with fillers of our bodily functions. What right? are you talking about? It's all thriller, no filler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good because it's like, this is a bit more of a fun one. It's not going to be oh, anything serious. Yeah, exactly. This isn't going to send us both into tailspins for the rest of the week, hopefully. Although it might send you into a tailspin because well, true. before we start, like, what's your position on talking about poo? I am... Um, I hate it. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I'm just a prude. I hate the word. I find it really hard to say it. I just don't like. I just don't like bringing any of that stuff out into the open. You know. Yeah. Literally well, you... or figuratively. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not the only one. No. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about more about this. There's obviously not a lot of science to talk about. There's not really. Uh, I guess the only reason that anybody's posited is uh, the plausible one is that because well we're just taught not to talk about it. It's disgusting. Why should we? Yeah, yeah. And I thought your um, point, and I've heard it elsewhere about sort of the feminist angle. Obviously, that's what interested me. <laughs> obviously, that's what I want to dig into. Yeah, that's the thing because uh, otherwise you wouldn't have you wouldn't have talked about it unless I brought up a feminist <laughs> angle here. So. Uh, <laughs> What can you say? You know your audience. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Actually, I think it's 80% female, our audience. So, yeah, so it'll be good. It'll be good to have a little chat about this one. Hmm. All right, so where do we start then? So, yeah, I I don't know if I really want to let you off with this, like, I'm a prude stuff. Like, what is it that you're thinking of? What what stops you from having these conversations, Becca? I don't know. I think I'm, I'm, I, I don't know, maybe I'm squeamish. It's just not the sort of thing you do in polite society. Ah, is that the thing? <laughs> polite society? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I just don't really feel the need to talk about it. It's all much better to just be kept hidden behind closed doors, behind closed and locked soundproof doors. Okay, swept swept under the rug. It's exactly, swept under the rug. Yeah, well, she probably wouldn't be that pleasant, actually. Would it? <laughs> yeah, true. Yes. No, not literally. Not literally. Because when we're talking about body functions, I guess the, the thing that comes up most often in my uh, little Google search is, is poo. Mm-hmm. It, I find it very uncomfortable too. I really don't know what it, what it is about Oh, it. interesting. As children, we, that, that kind of stuff was, was all fair game and then it changes. 
Well, I don't know if it ever was for me, but then I grew up with mainly sisters and one poor brother. Um, and Did you not discuss it between you? Then? No, no, no. It was all very hidden. I, I'd really, I'd love to know why it's, it's been so stigmatised. When, well, maybe as a boy, it's different from a girl, mm. but as boys, we could freely talk about this stuff and we loved the words bum and smelly <laughs> and poo and yes. willy and wee and even, all this kind of stuff. Even this morning, you said a word that involves the word bum several times with what looked like relish, I think just to make the point that it had the word bum in it. <laughs> well, no more that it's like bum run. Oh I, oh, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Say, there's say a hospital, again. by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a hospital in Thailand where I spent some, some time. Some, some quality time. Some quality time in there. I didn't actually, because I was on so many painkillers and stuff, I actually, it actually had the opposite effect. So I was constipated more than, uh, <laughs> you know, using the bathroom. Although I was sick because I don't like anything. Anyway, um, Bum Run Grad Hospital. Bum wow. Run Grad. That's the cool name, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess so. Um, when I was in hospital in Thailand, I was in a different but, hospital. And it, you, because you were in Udon Thani. Right? I was in Udon Thani, yes, mm. but I um, had to have a nappy um, <laughs> <laughs> because I'd had a catheter, but I was also bleeding. I was uh. having like, I mean, the so the surgery that I had to have was on my ovaries, and I don't know if it was linked, but I was also having like the biggest period I've ever had in my life. Um, so I assume it was kind of linked anyway. So I was bleeding and also had a catheter. And so I had <laughs> just had all sorts. I can still remember like after surgery, when they, the nurses came in and changed me and gave me a bed bath. Cause I, um, I couldn't, I couldn't move. Um, I, um, I was texting my sister and she was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, Oh, I've just had a whole load of, um, baby powder and a new nappy. And I feel like a brand new baby. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you mind the nurses there sort of having a little fiddle in your genitalia? making sure that it was all clean and stuff down there? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't characterise what they did as having a little fiddle. <laughs> um, but I did, I mean, it was it was a bit embarrassing. I think it helped, I think, so two things that, is, this is going to sound bizarre, but it helped that I was in a foreign place and I was never going to be back here, fingers crossed. And also my name is the wrong way around on my birth certificate. So on my medical records, everything says Charlotte. And so when I was in hospital, they kept calling me Charlotte. So I could sort of disassociate a bit and be like, well, it's not Becca having her nappy changed. It's Charlotte. It's this, <laughs> Charlotte's this sick woman that sometimes comes out and then <laughs> she's the one being treated. Oh, that's um, quite good. Yeah. So it was a bit of a weird one, but no, I didn't. I mean, that whole experience was so traumatic that I think having, uh, <laughs> having my, my uh, bed bath was probably one of the least of my worries. Yeah, I must admit that I was quite embarrassed when uh, nurses had to keep coming to empty my, you know, the catheter oh, bag. Oh, really? Yeah, that's quite embarrassing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Oh. And they're looking at that and they're like examining it for the colour, like, yeah, okay, is he well hydrated? Uh, is he this, you know? Yeah. I think I was probably more embarrassed about bleeding because I was still bleeding and I had been bleeding the whole uh, ambulance ride down from Laos to Thailand. I'd been bleeding like profusely and was like bleeding on the, <laughs> bleeding on the, like, like on the ambulance bed and like on people's nice clean white uniforms. And yeah, I think that's probably what I was a bit embarrassed about. So this is another thing again. And I think it does come into the feminist argument again, because the feminist thing did, uh, the article brought up, you know, not being able to talk about periods and stuff. So bleeding is also a thing that women find difficult to talk about. And like, it says here, maybe because men are put off by the idea and that it's associated with periods. But yeah, again, ble bleeding is not something I personally have an issue 
with. I don't find it like disgusting in any way. Is yeah. it something you've experienced yourself? Well, I think it, the thing is, it's one of those like jokes, right? And, you know, I, I'm trying to remember which film it's in, but there's this whole hilarious scene, um, hilarious in inverted commas, uh, if that wasn't <laughs> obvious by the derision in my voice, um, where I think like these teenagers go to a party and like a girl's on a period and she's dancing with a boy and suddenly the boy's got blood on him and it's like, oh my God, the worst thing ever and blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot around you as a girl growing up that says that this is like shameful and horrific. And I remember one of my oldest friends who was a man <laughs> telling me a joke of like, never trust something that bleeds for four days and doesn't die. And like, I just remember being like, oh. Who said that? Uh, it was like my friend. Uh, and it was, you know, it's a joke, but it's also right. a bit like, well, that's not very nice. I'm not going to tell you about my period. Mm. Um, not that I necessarily would have wanted to. But yeah, I think that, that that's one that's gotten, that gets easier, I think, as, as you get older, because you sort, it's maybe, well, is this true? I was going to say it's more linked to your health in a way. And, you know, as women growing up as well, girl, teenage girls, and then, and then probably into the 20s, you sort of talk about contraception and, and that's linked with periods. And, and so that, that talk was a lot more prevalent when I was at school and then a student as well with, with female friends. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think that one probably gets a bit easier. Okay. Well, I think there's somebody has said here that we don't really have the language to talk comfortably about it. So we don't really even have a good word for it, like feces poo poop yeah none of them are shit. nice to say are they shit is the only one that i can say without because because that's something that we say all the time yeah true yeah 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 that makes sense that makes a lot of sense i would never be able to just say to you oh i'm just going for a for a shit i'll be back in a minute <laughs> no and i really wouldn't want you to <laughs> i just need i don't need to know that about you <laughs> yeah but you say quite often like, i'm just going for a quick pee it's like well i don't really need to know that it's like go to the toilet if you if you've oh, taken a long time. Oh, do say that. <laughs> Maybe I'm saying it to like affirm, like re, like I don't know. Uh, but you're not going to destroy Emphasize exactly. Oh, should I just, not say that? Should just I just leave say it five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> My dad sometimes says that if we're at home, I just say, "Oh, I'm just popping up." I don't even say I'm just going for a quick wee or a quick pee. I say I'm just going to the loo, and he goes, "Oh, too much information." <laughs> really? I'm like I just, I just, how is that fine? Well, do you know what that I've, I always say now, can I use the bathroom or I'm just popping to the bathroom? Yeah. Which because I think in a friend's house. that's a bit house, of an Americanism, but I think it's because using the word toilet is then it's like, oh, he's using the toilet. What is he going to do Yeah, there? but like, this is the home that I grew up in. He's my dad. Like, why can I not say I'm going to the loo to my dad? <laughs> so the other thing that happens in my family, in my parents' house is that, um, there's a, there's a tendency to gather on the landing, like people going up and down. There's three floors in my parents' house and going up and down the stairs, like people chat. And, and for some reason, quite often, people, people gather on the landing, like come out of the bedrooms and, and stay, sit there. And there's, <laughs> sometimes this will happen and then you'll hear a little voice from behind one of the doors saying, can you guys go downstairs? Because <laughs> someone's trying to go to the loo, but everyone's standing outside the door. I don't know why. It's just one of those spaces, you know, like kitchens, people gathering kitchens. For some reason in my mum and dad's house. It's the landing and that's in front of the toilet. <laughs> so there's normally somebody accidentally listening it and not listening, but. See, that would really be bad though, wouldn't it? Then if somebody has uh, made a mess of things in there and then they come out, it's like, <laughs> oh, shit, it was the person performing. Because that's the worst thing, isn't it? When you go into like a port or something and the person before it has absolutely destroyed you, <laughs> it, 
and then you're then walking out and there's a queue mm-hmm. and then they're like, yeah, like it had nothing to do with me yeah 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 you know? in those situations you have to make a really big like show when you first go in and be like oh who did oh who did this oh gross and then use it and then go back out because then they know it's not you right yeah I then go back to it but it's like if that is you then it's like yeah I don't know if you're one of like the 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 one percent of people who's who doesn't smell uh but if you're waiting behind me in the queue then it's like you've been in that position too (laughs) (laughs) so it really doesn't make any sense Okay, so there's a couple of articles here that say that uh, there is a feminist problem here Mm. in that there is more stigma around women talking about bodily functions than than there is for for men talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That women shouldn't be farting or burping in public, uh, or if at all. And uh, yeah, that kind of stuff we don't need to talk about. That definitely feels true. Which is why I'm also surprised that you find it a problem being a boy and presumably having male friends growing up and going to a boys' school. I would have thought that it would be a bit more fair game. Like you'd be a bit more exposed to that kind of talk and be a bit more comfortable with it. Yeah, maybe that's why though, because it was a you know it was a it was a boys' school. So you know if you walked if you walk past uh, a men's toilet and it smells and it's like all right, it's just. It's the men in it, you know, that's the boys at the boys' school. Mm-hmm. But I could never have imagined going to the girls' school, which is just across the field, uh, and walking past the female toilets that they had in there. And then I would be surprised if it, if it smelt mm. in there. Because it's like, well, that's, you know, it's all roses, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, that's, that was my memory of my girls' school, for sure, was that everything, everything smelled like roses all of the time. So the toilets were never destroyed in there? I don't remember it. That doesn't mean it's not there or it didn't happen, but I don't remember it. I do remember going, so my mum teaches at a boys' school and I do remember going in with her one day. I can't think why. Maybe it was like a bring your daughter to work day type thing. And I do remember the smell. And it wasn't necessarily just like bodily functions. It was also like the aftershave and like sweat and all of that stuff. And I think think maybe coming from a girls' school, I was a bit surprised (laughs) that they weren't more careful with, you know, washing and things like that. Huh. Because sweating? Mm-hmm. Problem for a woman? Where's that sort of, there's that old like adage about horses sweat, men perspire and ladies glow, right? And That's right. That, was, that, that came up in the article. Really, yeah. <laughs> that's something that probably comes up. I think I feel, from my personal experience, I probably feel conscious sweating when I'm not in an environment where you're supposed to, if that makes sense. So I don't mind being really sweaty when I've been for a run or I'm wearing Lycra or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do feel more conscious of it if I'm just at someone's house. And in fact, actually, when I was a teenager, I went through a phase of being really sweaty. T- and like, I think a lot of teenagers go through this, right? Like your hormones are sort of doing all sorts of things and then settling down. And I think I went through a phase of being so self-conscious about it. It gave me horrific social anxiety. And so I went and had, um, I got like some medicated deodorant to sort of really stop me from sweating what so it literally stopped you from perspiring well under my arms the doctor was like look you need to sweat to to regulate your uh, body, temperature. body temperature so it's it's if it's not coming out from under your arms it's going to come out somewhere so i think i i felt a bit better because i felt like i was doing something about this horrible problem that i had but i don't actually know if it was effective and i certainly didn't use it for very long but i completely forgotten about that until just now okay well i'm glad i can bring <laughs> that up and uh, get get that out of the in the open sweating isn't isn't really an issue like the sweaty armpits when they show mm. on your visible 
when they show on your shirt or whatever is not great. But I hate that. I feel so embarrassed if that happens. Really? Yeah. I'd imagine it would probably be a better, a bigger issue for women than it would be for men. Yeah, probably. And you say you would be quite embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I would be. I would be. That said, I have, I have enjoyed, uh, throughout lockdown. I've, uh, normally I would shower every day and wash my hair every other day. And for the most part in lockdown, I don't bother showering if I'm not washing my hair. So I have showered less often and sort of just turned up to places with, you know, clean clothes, but like, yeah, unshowered and, and not been too bothered by it. So that's quite nice. Yeah. I think. So maybe COVID's been quite good for that then. Yeah. It's getting used to getting used to yourself a bit. The other thing would be odour. So like specifically foot odour. Problem for a woman? I find it gross. I don't really suffer with it. You don't don't have, you don't have smelly feet. No. If I do, no one's told me. (laughs) But, but I, I think partly because of that, I do find it, I find that really disgusting when people have smelly feet. Really? Yeah. Is it something that you would find embarrassing if, you know, you'd come back from a sort of a, a long, long hike and you get back to, you know, sharing a room with a, with a boyfriend or girlfriend and you take your boots off and there's like a bit of a whiff there. Is that something you'd find embarrassing? Maybe. Although again, in that case, there's a reason for it. It's not just your body being weird. Do you know what I mean? Like that it's to be expected. So it's kind of fine. But I think just generally, like my big sister, you won't love me for this. My big sister, when we were growing up, had really smelly feet just all the time. And it was, I just always found it so gross, but she hadn't been doing anything particularly. I'm to sure like, she's really pleased about this. I know. Well, she doesn't listen, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, I think, again, if there's a reason for it, it's probably fine and it's not embarrassing. But if it's just what your body does, then it's obviously mortifying. Yeah, the smelly feet thing. Yeah, I'm not bothered about it at all, actually. Like, it doesn't even really come into my thinking. However, the only reason it would is if it's like in a new relationship scenario i guess or for you or for the person you're with for me because yeah going and taking you know for example uh i would just in case leave your shoes at the door Mm -hmm. you know whether it's a shoes off shoes on house doesn't really matter just take them off by the door anyway and then there's nothing you know, and usually socks off as well, just in case, because then that's like, the, that's the next biggest thing. You know, you take your socks off and they're a bit, you know, then it's, yeah, the moment's gone, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, so for you, your socks and shoes are smellier than your actual feet? Well, no, because it's the bacteria from it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the sweat, that's, yeah. right? But it's because it sort of just stays there. And I think it attaches better to your socks and shoes. So I don't really oh, think I it's, your, I don't think it's your your feet. Right? Oh, that I makes think, sense. Yeah. yeah. I think my, my instinct is to just, if there's something smelly, just put more layers on so that you, you can't, you can't smell it properly <laughs> rather than air it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. The final thing then is, is poo and farts. Can mm-hmm. you, can you fart in front of someone? No. Girl or boy, it doesn't matter. No, I would feel mortified. Really? If I did that. Yeah. So why is that? I then? don't know. I don't, I honestly don't have a good answer other than it just, it feels embarrassing. <laughs> Doesn't feel ladylike, which I know is problematic in and of itself to say, but yeah, it just doesn't feel great. Yeah. But you do it in private. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing. What about in front of a boyfriend? I think it would take a while to be able to. I definitely don't think I've ever farted in front of a boyfriend. Really? And I think I definitely went through a phase, which I think a lot of women go through, of not wanting to go to the loo whilst at said new boyfriend's house. Yes. And when you say loo, do you mean... Everything. 
Yes. So you wouldn't even, you'd be, you'd feel uncomfortable urinating at a boyfriend's house? Oh, actually, no, I suppose that is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, no, I think I'd probably pee, but I would also, especially at the beginning, feel embarrassed about that. So I would like turn the water on so they couldn't hear. Yeah, but or they could just get really confused and think, <laughs> oh my goodness. She pees like <laughs> a It's a racehorse in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a loosely situation. All right, then, so we've spoken about relationships. I've got a little interesting story to tell, actually. Every time I go to anyone's house and they've got a, like an old style toilet, because oh. I'm always worried that uh, th- that it won't, it doesn't flush properly. Right? Yes. Because there was a time when I think it was a one night stand. Oh, no. But yeah, so it's in the middle of the night <gasps> and then maybe I had a kebab or something. And uh, yeah, so I needed I needed to take I needed to have a poo in this woman's house so that's already like jesus you know can you leave that to your own uh bathroom kind of thing you have no right to do that here that's what i think right Mm -hmm. if i go to somebody else's house like Mm -hmm. i have no right to poo there yeah yeah (laughs) fully agree fully agree Uh, even friends houses oh no you you wouldn't would you (laughs) i i don't and then um uh yes but but i had no choice the only issue was that, it, yeah, the, 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 the flush didn't work or the toilet or oh, I don't no. know what it was wrong with it. But, you know, and I was thinking like, what am I going to do? So, you know, you wait. Mm-hmm. You must have experienced this when it hasn't gone down the mm-hmm. first time, right? So you wait until it's recycled and then you waste some more water by, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you hope that the second time, you know, thank goodness it's all gone now, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, that did not happen. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, of course, the flush was quite loud. And I was worried that it was going to wake housemates oh, and wake her. And then, um, so yeah, so I looked for a, a, bu- a bucket basically that I could fill up so that to act as like a, right, you know, a, 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 like a, a manual flush, a, a manual flush, but like a super flush. You mm. know? And so I was walking around trying to find a bucket to, <laughs> to fill up. And then it must have taken about 20 minutes, maybe, to find like, of like fucking about basically, <laughs> including like, you know, from getting out of bed to, you know, getting uh-huh. back in. That was about 20 minutes. And uh, I did find a bucket in the end, okay. but I made quite a lot of noise. And did the bucket work? The bucket worked. Okay, okay, yeah. well, that's good. Okay. Yeah, but it was touch and go for a long time. And then she said, uh, as I got back in, she said, yeah, I forgot to tell you that the flush doesn't work. Oh, all that no! Well. <laughs> oh, so she could hear you. She knew what was going on. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I'd been away for a while. <laughs> oh, that's disastrous. Yeah, so it didn't work. And then, yeah, it comes out then, doesn't it? Oh, man. Oh Literally. dear, <laughs> that but that is upsetting. It, it's it's clearly it's clearly awkward. Have you have you had problems talking about this? Have you been able to talk about this stuff with any boyfriend that you've had in the past? I've never done it. Why would I do it? <laughs> what possible reason could I have to bring it up with a boyfriend? Blah. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I don't know whether this has revolutionised uh, our relationship, mine and Emma's relationship. But yeah, I mean, I had like sickness and diarrhea quite early on in our relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you have to talk about that, right? Yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. some people say you don't need to go into the, you know, the symptoms and what it looks like and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I think you do. I think people need to know about this. And then the, the other thing was maybe about maybe a year into our relationship, yeah, we went on holiday and we, yeah, we were sleeping in a tent. It was like a posh tent kind of thing. It had a bathroom, but obviously there's no separation. It's not like a hotel where <laughs> there's, there's, no sound there's barrier. a door and can you switch the TV on or whatever, yeah. uh, which I've had from previous girlfriends. And you're like, if you're getting me to switch the television on, 
I, I know what you're doing in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to hear it. You don't have to hear it. You can know, but you don't have to know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, really. It's like I've heard it before. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying <laughs> it's what makes you comfortable. <laughs> yeah, but then why is it so uncomfortable when we do it by ourselves and it's, and it's okay? I don't know. But Emma, anyway, she had a problem. Uh, I don't know what kind of problem, but it was a digestive problem, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> And um, she's going to love that you're telling this, by the way. Oh, she's okay with it, though. So, so I think this is a same, this is a thing. But obviously, in the tent, there's no escape because I can hear. It's like she's behind like a very thin curtain, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, and I heard everything. And how did that make you feel? Yeah, you know, I had to embrace it. I think because I wanted to be supportive. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my future wife was was in a spot of bother. You know, she was yeah, she was uh, she was poorly. So. <laughs> so I was, my focus was more on that really than yeah. the noise. And I was thinking like, oh, yeah, I mean, I have to do all of those things too. So it's, it's I think at that point, because I did have, you know, I would have had a major problem with all of this stuff before, but I think at that point it kind of then revolutionized my thinking. Uh, this is something that we, we all have to mm-hmm. go through. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter and mm-hmm. it's nothing to be disgusted by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, actually, now we can talk about it, and yeah, and and we, you know, we rate. Well, I wouldn't say we we rate. <laughs> oh no, I don't. Do we want to hear this? But we take the Mickey of you know, of like the, the level of uh, of toilet ruinness, you know, after we've oh we've been in God. there to do our business, <laughs> you know, uh, and and Emma is a very smelly person, <laughs> <laughs> and her farts sound like. Uh, like orchestras sometimes. <laughs> it's like you know a bugle. Uh, oh my! I I think it's, it's I think it's brilliant. I've embraced it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so that there's there's nothing wrong. And then that's how we can now have the conversation on vaginal mucus, mm-hmm. which is something. No, it, it, let's tell the nice people how you were pronouncing that just before. Well, I I said vaginal mucus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what's wrong with that. Mucus. So that's cool. And obviously you just got to get involved with that stuff. It's a healthy sign uh, that that is happening, you know, and that's part of the cycle and it's all good. Yeast infections, you... cystitis, you, you know. Yeah, I suppose when you live with somebody, you can't. I think, yeah, if, if you're married to somebody, you sort of have to get to that point. But you're not going to, who, who do you speak to when you've got a yeast infection? No one. You don't speak to anybody about it? No. Okay. It's kind of like if you had a cold, you would say, oh, I'm, I've got a bit of a cold this week. But yeast infections, no. Well, I, I don't really get them. Oh, okay. I have had a UTI once and I was really ill for about three days and it was really horrible. Um, okay. But that's it. All oh, right. And yeah. I was living by myself at that point. Yeah. I used to sit with someone who got them, yeah, a fair bit. So, yeah, got the, the, the whole uh, front row seat for, for that kind of stuff. Because it's good, you know. And then again, she was like, oh, I don't know. Is there something wrong? Can you have a look? And then so me going and having a look meant that like it became normalized, something that was good to talk about. Because you never know, right? Something may be wrong. And then if we're not talking about it, you know. But you're not a doctor. So why is it helpful to have you have a look? Well, no, I know I'm not a doctor, but I can, you know. I can say if it looks, if she's saying, does it look like this? I can say, no, it doesn't look anything like that. You're okay. 
And then I can look at, you know, I can look at pictures or whatever online <laughs> after you've done a Google search and say, well, it looks like that. And that's probably something quite normal. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I just have one little story Go that on. might be that you made me think of when you were asking about like relationship stories. So Good. Um, I did go to Glastonbury with our friends and my boyfriend at the time. And on the way home, my boyfriend at the time, uh, we were on a coach and obviously, you know, few days without that much sleep and too much cider and things like that. And on the way home, he threw up a little bit and it and threw up a bit on me as we were on the coach. And the thing that bothered me about that was that a few months later, I found out that one of our friends thought it was the other way around and that I had thrown up on Luke. And I was so mortified by that whole thing. I was like, no, no, it wasn't that. I, I spent quite a long time making sure that this friend understood that Luke had thrown up on me, not me on Luke. Oh, you see, that's really, really funny. Again. And I, I think, minded that more than I minded Luke throwing up on me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the, the, yeah. yeah, the mistake was the thing that bugged me. Isn't that funny? I, I, I think, see, because Emma isn't somebody who's, who's held back by that either. You know, she can wee. Uh, she, she's definitely shit in public as well. <clears throat> Only in absence of a, of a toilet. <laughs> Not just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not, not for literal shits and giggles exactly <laughs> when she needs to go she needs to go that's the that's the problem right and again we've spoken to a urologist i think that's what they're called um a pee doctor and uh yeah and he was saying like you've probably got a diagnosable condition again like that's something which if you don't speak about it then how do you know yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah because for ages it's just an embarrassing secret right or something that you feel yes. slightly ashamed of Exactly. And maybe joke about with friends, but yeah, you wouldn't actually necessarily think, oh, maybe there's something wrong and I should check it out. Yeah, that's it. That's a, that's a funny thing. But again, even for you, it's like the, I can't be sick in public. I can't do anything mm. like, like that. Disgusting or whatever. Growing up in the street, like those ladettes do. <laughs> those scoundrelly ladettes. Yeah. Yeah. not talking about these things and then actually we've 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 seen it we've got a it leads to a bigger health problem mm. um embarrassing bodies have you ever watched that no i haven't yeah, is there a reason um <laughs> funnily enough it's uh, never been appealing to me <laughs> to watch it <laughs> yeah so embarrassing bodies and so people see as an article here People saying, uh, oh, why didn't you speak to someone? How did you let it get this bad? And it was like, well, I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody about it. So we, we really need to focus on, yeah, destigmatizing common complaints so that we'd go, rather go to our GP just in case it could be cancer mm -hmm. or something, you know, or a problem with your bowel or mm. whatever. Someone I know did do quite a big thing on Instagram a while ago now about, about this whole thing about how, you know, like, peeing and pooing in front of new boyfriends as a woman is quite difficult and it started out with sort of funny stories but then it got into I think I, I can't remember how it sort of took this turn I don't know if a medic got in touch with her but then it became this thing of like oh no actually this is actually really serious because people derive quite horrible yeah there are there are consequences to this kind of mm. level of stigma around it and you know uh, yeah I think a few people who'd gotten really ill because they basically held it in too much got in touch and sort of told their story so yeah so it, it, it took this quite serious turn and it's the kind of thing that in principle, I'm all like, yeah, of course, women's rights. Ah. But in practice, I'm like, oh, sicky, I don't want to. You have to take both 
with, do you know what I mean? They, yeah. they come hand in hand. Yeah, well, luckily enough, I'm single right now, so I don't have to think about it for a while. I don't know if you've ever watched the film Bridesmaids. Yes. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm reading uh, one of the reviews from Bridesmaids. So, and apparently there's a scene in it that involves a lot of uh, poo and vomit. Did you know about that? Do you remember that scene? I don't remember it. Clearly I've blocked it from my <laughs> memory. Well, I think this was written by a female reviewer as well. Frankly, the only time Bridesmaid loses its footing is when it acts like the hangover in drag. Guys, guys and gross make a better fit. Who needs to see Bridesmaids puking up and lunch? puking up their lunch and shitting their pants. Um, so, and that was a woman who wrote that review. Mm. In this article, it was saying, uh, people who are suffering from Crohn's, colitis and other bowel abnormalities, like have, you know, something, if, if we can't talk about it, then we don't know how those people are going in the public. Like for example, uh, when you're in a petrol station and it says it's an employee only toilet mm. and it's like, well, what do you do if you actually need to use it? This is an emergency mm -hmm. and you can't explain to anybody that like, look, this is what's about to happen. Yeah. Cause I've got Crohn's disease or whatever. Yeah. And I need to use it now. Like that must be really hard. I think that's an area where I've always assumed I can use women's privilege and say, oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I need to be, <laughs> I've never actually done that, but I assume that you can, if you're of childbearing age, <laughs> it's a perk that you can, uh, you can claim. Well, actually, they, they, they talk about a story in this one where uh, a, a woman was with her 14-year-old son, actually. And yeah, the woman had Crohn's disease, the mother had Crohn's disease. And yeah, they were in, they were in a place where it was only an employee-only thing. And yeah, they just were basically really mean to her and said, like, no, insisted no. And the 14-year-old boy like tried to say, but it wasn't happening. So yeah, she had to um, yeah, have a very public uh, scene of, uh, of embarrassment mm. there. And then obviously it's like, yeah, what do you do? But anyway, based off that, they have brought in a law now, which has been passed in 32 different States now where like, if you're, if you're somebody who suffers with some sort of bowel abnormality, then you're, you're free to use the toilets. I sort of feel like access to toilets should be basic human right. And you should you should be, it's a bit like asking for tap water. Like they can't say no, and it should be the same for asking to use the bathroom. Mm. Well, yeah. And then obviously we can also learn that like, maybe if, if we can talk about it between us, then I'll know then if you've got a bowel problem and that you might need to speak to a doctor about it. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your movements, Becky, you know, <laughs> what's going on? Is everything all right? Yeah. Solid. All good. Don't D need to talk about it. Just so you know, um, have you heard of the Bristol stool chart? No. So this is, this is a really good way where we can start learning uh, to see if we have any problems. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So did you know there's seven types of, uh, of poo, of stool? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, so you've got type one. Is this going to be some like Gillian McKeith or whatever? Yeah, stuff? it is. All right. It's similar like that. And it's got pictures here as well, which help. Um, <laughs> Great. We can link to this. Uh, so separate hard lumps like nuts, hard to pass. That's uh, type one. Sausage shaped, but lumpy. That's type two. Like a sausage, but with cracks on its surface. That's type three. I'm going, just for the, because this is a podcast, I'm going progressively greener as Boz uh, is reading these out. <laughs> type four. It's like a sausage or snake, smooth <laughs> and soft. Type five. Soft blobs with clear cut edges, passed easily. Type six is fluffy pieces with ragged edges. <laughs> and a mushy stool. And type seven is watery, no solid pieces, entirely liquid. Oh, I feel very ill all of a sudden. 
<laughs> so that's used to diagnose what what your shit looks like. So great. I think mine is is. I don't need to know. Um, haven't gone this morning actually. I could I could go at any any point though. I know. Oh good. I'm <laughs> like glad I, I know, know that. that. Once you've gone, I'll probably go. And this this is part of an article actually. There's nine things you didn't know. Seventy five percent water. Your stool is. You know that. I did not know that. Yeah. So yeah, so a third of it is dead bacteria. That's the, the bacteria that we're talking about, hmm. right? And uh, yeah, another third of it is in digestible food matter and in cholesterol and fats, protein and inorganic substances like iron phosphate, which we all need, obviously. Uh, they're collected along the digestive oh, journey. The, the hand movement was really unnecessary. <laughs> uh, do you know why poo is brown? Ah, oh, oh. Um, do you know? I, I think I do. Uh, dead blood cells? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's red. Yeah, but, but they go brown when they die, don't Ooh. they? No. Uh, Oxidised? So chemical that gets released when red blood cells are broken down in our bodies. Something iron-based. Uh, well, possibly that maybe that iron phosphate. Yeah. Um, then the chemical travels to the gut via bile, the green digestive fluid produced by the liver. And then during the digestion process, the bile mixes with what we've eaten. Then it changes color from green to brown as it's modified by bacteria. You can also get a varying colors. Um, so that's really, really good to, to know uh, that if it's if you get persistent grayish white or very pale yellow poo, that could indicate problems with your liver. Do you remember, like, I don't know whether it was like a thing of the 70s or 80s. I wasn't live in the 70s, but 80s, I remember this. But do you remember like white dog poo? No. You don't remember that? No, is that a thing? I, yeah, I remember that being a thing. And I don't know why. Obviously, maybe it was like dog food quality in the 80s. How weird. No, the only thing that that makes me think of is uh, Ace Ventura and the white bat poo. Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, but if you have that, speak to someone, please, will you? You don't have anything like that, do you? No. Okay, good. Um, obviously, if it's, if it's red, it's a red flag, but not all red flags mean bowel cancer. Just uh, go and see a doctor. You don't have to go every day. Are you an everyday person once a week? What's, <laughs> what's like your, your, regu your regular I don't know pattern? that people want to know that. It says here, hands up if you have an elderly relative who loves to talk about their bowel habits at family gatherings. Do you? I don't. No. Chances are that one thing you'll hear is that it's vital that you poo daily. In fact, bowel behaviour is highly variable from both one individual to the next. And it can even vary from one day to the next for the same person. Somewhere between three times a day and three times a week seems to be the normal range, according to a 2010 Scandinavian study, where maybe they can talk about these things more easily. If you're maybe. in Scandinavia, let us know. I noticed that we've got some listeners in Denmark, so happy. Maybe you can maybe you can tell us uh, if you're if maybe you took part in that 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 study. <laughs> yeah, and did you know how your how it knows between poo and fart? How what knows? Well, because because you you know sometimes it, like you can do a fart without like doing a poo. Yes. Right, but yes. obviously your your anus needs to release mm -hmm. to, to allow that gas out. But if you've got solid matter stored mm -hmm. and that may come out at the same time mm -hmm. like a shark <laughs> yep you've had one of those nope <laughs> so you're so you're how so how the the sphincter, the sphincter knows. <laughs> exactly so the cells lining the anus are very sensitive uh, and can sense the difference between poo and gas in your rectum allowing you to pass gas when you have wind without releasing any liquid or solid matter from your rectum um so there yeah in fact, it impressed one doctor so much that he wrote an ode in praise of the magnificent anal sphincter in the American Journal of Proctology in 1961. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, he says here, 
if you place your cupped hands, a, a mixture of fluid, solid and gas, and then try to let only the gas escape through the opening at the bottom, you will fail. Yet the anal sphincter can do it. No other muscle in the body is such a protector of our dignity. So you, yet so ready to come to our relief. Is that, is that from the ode? That's from the, yes, mm. the, the ode to okay. the magnificent Good. anal sphincter. Maybe some bedtime reading. So is there anything that we need to be embarrassed about, Becca? Um, no one needs to be embarrassed about anything, really. Generally, in life, I would say. <laughs> that oh, doesn't well, that's, mean... That's a good point. Doesn't mean that we're not, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder... I mean, like, I just, I just had a horrific reaction to almost everything you've just talked about. <laughs> but that's not a conscious thing. So I wonder if it is just that I need sensitising. Desensitising? No, sensitising. The problem is that... I need to be exposed to it. Oh, I see. Doesn't that then desensitize? Well, um, <laughs> maybe. I get your point. That's you need exposing to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's quite there's quite a funny thing here uh, where it says, uh, yeah, why so why are people so embarrassed about passing gas in public and having bowel movement in a public restroom? Is that something you have as well in a public toilet? Yeah, I didn't think I would go in a public toilet. Wow, Isn't that amazing. Yeah, why are we why are we Everyone farts, everyone poops, everyone knows this, so why? Uh, the favourite answer here was, it's a social stigma. We've been imprinted since birth. People are a little more relaxed than they used to be, but the stigma is still there. This is great. Uh, it comes from, the, this is another answer, if it comes from the belief that anything having to do with the body is unclean, in some countries, men and women share the same restrooms with no stalls, just holes in the floor. In other societies, a loud burp after a meal is considered a compliment. Different strokes for different folks. In France, they even have open-air urinals for men. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a great one here. Polite people don't discuss it at all. Manners is about making other people comfortable and discussing bodily functions is rude. I get embarrassed when people discuss it because it's nasty to think about someone else doing their business. And I don't want the, vit the visual. No, thank you. Yuck. <laughs> Is that where you are? Thanks Becca? for reading out my comment in such a <laughs> weird voice. Um, no, I think that is where I am. But what I'm wondering, the anthropologist in me is wondering whether some of this stuff has built up around germ theory. One of the earliest things that evolved in humans as, as a <clears throat> cognitive function is the understanding of germ theory. So not, not necessarily knowing what germs are or something, but understanding the idea of transmissible diseases. Um, and so I'm wondering if some of the stigmas we have around that are because of because there being an understanding very early on in human history that you could catch diseases from feces. Ah, so that could be it then. Mm, that must be it. Because, I mean, I know, I know that the, the comment just said, and I, I'm sure this is true, that it varies culture to culture. But I would have thought that there's a fairly universal desire to keep it away from the place that you eat, for example. Like, that, you know, most places do have bathrooms and you, you do find shelter and privacy to do it and i wonder if some of that stems from the universality of the understanding of germ theory i don't know just a theory mm. there was that scene in white tiger uh, which we watched together actually oh, you found yes. that quite difficult oh, didn't you? so weird it started out so well and then it, halfway before no yeah probably probably around that scene that you're about to talk about it just lost me i just was like what is what what's happening i don't understand they were having a poo in public yeah because that's just if you don't have a toilet, if you don't have use of a toilet, then that's just what you have to do. That's the reality, isn't it? But then I didn't understand because he, the main character did have a toilet and he was, 
I thought he, I don't, well, I didn't know if he was like mocking the homeless guy for pooing in the street. I don't. I can't remember. It's a long time ago since I read the book, but I think in the, in the book, it was kind of portrayed a bit differently. And there was a bit of an explanation. It was him having a bit of a bizarre out of mind moment, but I think right. there was something where he felt such hatred for the man having a shit in the street when it's like, my goodness, my, my masters have toilets and stuff. What's wrong with you? And then the bit in him that's like, I want to be, you know, I don't want to be uh, an elevated member of society. I still can get down with the, or, you know, do my business with the, with the bottom level of society. I think that was what, what it was. That's from the book. Okay. Okay. Again, that is something that is quite important to talk about, right? Especially when so many of us don't have access to a toilet, not in Britain or whatever. Yeah. But in India, that kind of stuff would be highlighted. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, there's, all sorts of stuff flowing down, you know, the where people are going to collect water mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. uh, in the slums at the bottom. And then in the posh flats, they've got full drainage system where, uh, you know, none of that stuff has to be yeah. Uh, yeah. dealt with. Yeah, very true. Okay. The other thing that made me think of is um, back, back in the days when we used to commute, um, you'd occasionally, I would occasionally on the tube in the mornings, see a woman throw up like, try really hard not to and throw up very, very neatly. And I assume that these are pregnant women because it was like 9am women oh. dressed to go to work. Um, and I think that when you're sick is when, when you, for the most part, when women are feeling the sickest is when they're not showing. So they don't necessarily have yes. a badge and they don't get a seat or whatever. And, and so often I would, I would see some of these women and then like scrabble in my bag to try and find like a tissue or some water or something to like discreetly hand to them because it was always, I mean, obviously it's not nice on a packed tube, but yeah, they were always so like trying to be so discreet about it and really. Well, do they have like a sick bag with them? A couple of times, a woman I know, a woman, yeah, a woman I saw wouldn't have like a specific sick bag, or maybe maybe it was, and maybe so. So I saw someone throwing up into like a boots paper bag, or and then like a like a sandwich bag or something, and maybe maybe they had just learned that they needed it and they did have a stash of these bags in their bags. I don't know. Yeah, you see, Emma's definitely done that. What throwing up on a yeah, tube? Yeah, yeah, it's my worst nightmare. I still sometimes think about a girl I saw. Not that long ago, probably, yeah, probably about two years ago, uh, drunk on the way home. It wasn't too late. It was probably about half past nine, ten in the evening. And she got on and then threw up on the tube and then, and then got off. And I sometimes still think about that because it was so unfortunate. I felt so bad for her. And it was also kind of gross, but I was just also like, oh my God, that poor girl, like mm. so vulnerable in that moment. Just, it, it's my worst nightmare. It really is. I imagine what that must be like. Yeah, because it's just- it's just, you've got no choice. And that's the thing with lads, right? It's so easy, isn't it? If a, if a bloke is pushing, pissing in the bushes, like, no problem. If a woman does it, then that's like, oh my goodness, that's just outrageous. It's like, that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've pissed into a beer can on the, on the tube back when you're allowed to drink on the, uh, the tube. And, um, <laughs> you were going to say back when you were allowed to piss on the tube. You've never been allowed to pee on the tube, my friend. <laughs> Uh, find me the the section. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I was saying that, I was like, "Is that true? I'm sure it's true. It must be true. There must be some offence." The thing is, though, if the, if you're on a tube for like thirty, forty minutes, like you hold know, it. <laughs> we've we've discussed minutes. you can't hold it in because it could be unhealthy for you. Well, you can hold it in a bit. You just shouldn't hold it in for too long. And also, isn't there a thing about, you know, once women have given birth, you're supposed to like practice holding it in, doing like your pelvic floor exercises. Right. Otherwise you're just incontinent. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing about incontinence because I also looked at that and that's 
uh, it's probably not going to be a, a topic for us. Uh, but uh, I am reliably informed that it affects 60% of the population, both men and women. Really? Yeah. 60%? Probably marginally, but only really marginally affects women more than men. So it's, it's equally Interesting. spread. And, uh, and it can affect women as young as 30. Wow. Like as a condition. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. Yeah. So mm. again, incontinence is, uh, that's something that we should all be freely talking about as well. You know, when you just yeah. sort of let a little bit out, you know. I mean, Oof. I don't know, but yes, I know, you, I know that that happens. And <laughs> it's like, you, you know, when people say, oh, oh, I laughed so hard, I pissed myself like, and I was pissing myself laughing. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I don't think I've ever literally done that. <laughs> well, this has been a very fluid conversation. <laughs> so to speak. Is there anything else that you, uh, you would like to declare before? Declare. Before go? Yes, I've just you peed leave it. Leave it five minutes. Or... <laughs> no, I, this was a lot more comfortable than I thought it was going to be. So thank you. Really? That's probably because I went too easy. Yeah. I didn't push you hard enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I'm, I'm very surprised at, uh, at how easy you've, you've, you've got into this. Well, you've, I think you've been a good sport is what I'm saying, Becca. Thank you. Thanks very much. Because uh, yeah, this has probably been a little bit more difficult. I mean, it's, it's difficult for me. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like you love this stuff either. No, no, I don't. But, I, but at least I can poo now with the door open in my house. That's what? I'm sorry, what? You poo with the door <laughs> open? Yeah, because what's, what's the point? Like, Do you let the smell out? That's horrible. And the sound. Oh, that, well, that, that is, is gross. true about the sound. But our bathroom's quite small, so it's kind of nice to have a bit, bit of extra space. <laughs> do you do that when Emma's here? Yeah. Oh, I think that might be a deal breaker for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, honestly, I think you should try it. Because this is another thing I used to do with, uh, as kids, me and my mate, we used to play shit cricket. <laughs> okay. So one of us would be on the toilet and it would be great because if you kept the bathroom door open, it was like a long corridor. So you, you could like bowl, you could bowl a cricket ball and stuff and then bat on the toilet. <laughs> um, that is significantly better than what shit cricket could be. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I know, nothing like that. The, the, the rules, the principle still applies. That's something you wouldn't have been able to do with your female counterparts. I don't think I would have wanted to. No. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. Have you, have you never fantasised about pooing with the door open? No. Really? It's a nightmare for me. It's horrible. I have, night, I have literal nightmares about going to the loo in public. Do you actually? Yeah. What happens in them? I go to the loo in public. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you wake up? What, what are you waking up in? What am I waking up in? Like... <laughs> my bed <laughs> a state of alarm <laughs> a state of alarm yeah so my nightmares are that I have to go to the loo but the loo is like in a place where there are no doors or someone else can see me or wow yeah I have a friend who won't use planes on won't use planes on public toilets <laughs> <laughs> well good they don't fit for a start so yeah she won't use uh, public toilets on planes what about if she's on like a 12 hour flight doesn't drink <gasps> That's so dangerous. Yeah, I would say so. Because you need to hydrate yourself, yeah, don't you? Yeah, you're already dehydrated when mm. you're on a plane. Yeah. And you cry more easily at altitude. So that's another way to dehydrate yourself. Yeah. Dear me. Yeah. And I think giving birth is probably the greatest example of this because that's when it gets really messy at the business end. You yeah. Know, and I think if you can go back there again. Yeah. Happy days. I will be <laughs> firmly entrenched at the business end. I think it's my, it's my duty. 
Oh, really? To see yeah. it all happen? See everything, including the shitting of oneself, the the real debasement. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that yeah, that is definitely something that should be talked about more younger, because I think I only found out about that about 10 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe even less than that. And it's definitely the kind of thing that you should be told <laughs> as a younger woman. That that's what's going to happen. Yeah, so Nobody you can get used to the pregnant. idea. Well, <laughs> well uh, in a teenage sense. In the teenage, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this has been a lovely conversation. <laughs> I can't wait to have it again. And I now know that we can start We're doing having... this again. No, but we can have these conversations more regularly now, can't we? No. Because we've done it. <laughs> That's not the deal. That's not the deal. <laughs> we do this now and then we never speak of it again. <laughs> it only polite people. <laughs> Doesn't come up in polite society. <laughs> uh, well, I would encourage you, sitting at home, to have a conversation with whomever's around you. Uh, I'm sure we'll look at this. Uh, on the statistics. <laughs> zero <Later>. listens. Zero <laughs> listens. Um, yeah, my mum will probably be the only listener. Oh, good on you. But she's seen it all before, so goodness knows why she'd have a problem with it. Although there is a mum, uh, I won't mention her name, uh, who does not like talking about this, one of our mutual friends. In fact, when I told when I told her I, we were doing this episode next, she asked us what the to- she asked me what the topic was and I said, and she, she said, well, what's there to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> And I said, very good point. I don't know. Well, I mean, there is, though. And I don't think we've got really down and dirty uh, in this episode uh, talking about our specific bowel movements, but we've got very close. Well. Which I think is a good, it's a good start. Yeah. Right, we're going to launch types on this. of poo at me, which, and I am still sitting on my seat. So I'm going to chalk this up as a win. Good, good, good. Fantastic. All right, then. What do we need to remind We need your weird habits, please. We need your mm. emails and your voice notes and your texts and your carrier pigeons of your weird habits and they don't have to be that weird but like just a little strange maybe so we can talk about them next week for our season finale yeah and we've got a few uh we've got a few submissions so far so we're looking for some more aren't we leave us a voicemail using the link below or alternatively you can email us under the rug at wearepositivelycreative.com we'd love to hear them we'll talk about them next week gleefully gleefully cool well we're looking forward to that then until then, then, I guess we'll see you next week, by which time we'll be able to... Drink in pubs, drink in pubs. Is go. that where you're going? That's exactly where I was yes. going. <laughs> see you in there. See you in the pub. Uh, yes, well, you certainly need congratulations if you got to the end of this episode. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to email us or leave a voice note for all of your weird and dirty habits. Can't wait to talk about them next week. Hope to see you there. Bye-bye.